this first episode of Passing Through, I tell a story about a trip that I took with one of my ex-boyfriends to Puerto Rico. And he's still somebody who's very near and dear to my heart. We were always in a very great and even keeled space in our relationship, but we were in our early 20s. So you can imagine there were still a lot of ebbs and flows and kinks that needed to be worked out. I thought taking him on this trip would change the trajectory of our relationship, but instead it caused a lot of paradigm shifts on my end of my idea of paradise, of how intentions can be interpreted, of love, of respect, and most importantly, of self-care. So I hope you guys enjoy episode one of Passing Through, Puerto Rico. My fingertips gently massaged my mouse as I scoured Travelocity.com. Our hotel was booked. Now we just needed flights. Two round trip tickets to San Juan, Puerto Rico. The 26th to the 29th, four days, That should give us a decent amount of time to recharge, but more importantly, reconnect. You see, my boyfriend at the time was in a funk. Not the, oh, I'm on a sucky project at work type funk. I'm talking full-blown bowl of honey nut Cheerios and plaid boxers on the couch Lawrence from Insecure type funk. We were both young, still trying to figure out not only our careers, but ourselves. A little getaway would take his mind off things, right? Well, it better, because these flights were booked. The dresser and alarm hummed in synchrony at 7 a.m. sharp. I reluctantly reached for the light switch, knowing damn well my pupils weren't ready to face 120 watts of man-made sun. Not this early, at least. After my morning rituals, I made a final sweep of the apartment, throwing shit into my carry-on along the way. Cam performed his own morning rituals in silent solidarity beside me. You all packed? I asked. Yeah. Excited? Yeah. Did you put toothpaste in your bag? Because I think I forgot mine. No response. All right, well, he must be tired, I thought. Most people aren't super energetic and talkative in the morning. It's all good. It wasn't until we got to the airport that I felt a more dramatic shift in energy. I had Oh Happy Day written all over my face, while Cam was giving me Carl Thomas' I Wish I Never Met Her vibes. The jokes I typically cracked weren't funny, questions I asked were answered with single syllables, and the distance between our strides to the boarding gate made us appear as siblings. As our plane's wheels left the tarmac, I said a silent prayer for this trip. Please let this trip be the time of our lives. Let the ocean's waves wash away the stench of monotony and residue of routine. Let this trip stir our souls and revitalize our romance. Let's stare passionately into each other's eyes after tasting champagne off of each other's lips. Let's dip our toes into the evening's adventure, letting all the twists and turns of the tropics drive us into the unknown. Amen. The aroma of last night's rain spilled into our rental car as I cracked the windows. Our GPS showed that we were a quick 15 minutes away from the resort. I made myself comfortable kicking both feet up on the dash. Cam reached for the radio, which now in hindsight I see was an attempt to cloak his mounting irritation. What could he possibly be mad about? Maybe I'm reading too much into the situation, but all my attempts at asking what's wrong were met with a lot of nothings and I'm just chillins. But as humans, as creatures of habit, we always seem to notice when there's a break in a pattern. This person whom I loved very much, and who loved me in return, was shutting me out. I was on the front lawn of my three-year relationship throwing rocks at a window. 
Cam quickly pulled into guest reception parking, and before we could open our doors, we were greeted with cold face towels anointed with lavender oil and house margaritas and crystal glasses. I was in heaven. Welcome to Fajardo, Puerto Rico. Welcome to paradise, announced our concierge. Shall I show you around? Leave the bags. They'll be in your room shortly. Little multicolored houses line the hillside of the resort. Pastel pinks, blues, yellows, and corals. Tall, slender palm trees high-fived as the wind blew and ruby-red hibiscus flowers decorated every villa's doorway. The infinity pool poured into the Atlantic Ocean and a single jacuzzi sat at the edge of a cliff where you and your partner could watch the sun wake the moon. My eyes swelled with anticipation. Oh, we've got to get a picture here, a picture of you there, a picture of me there. I was so excited I barely noticed Cam's unimpressed blinks and shrugs. This place was better than the pictures. How much does a place like this cost? Were the first words out of Cam's mouth since arriving. Why do you want to know? I questioned. Just for future reference, he replied. I rolled my eyes as I buttoned my dress in preparation for dinner. The tiny spot across the street supposedly had the best mofongo in town, and shit, I was still excited. And more importantly, it's hard to stay angry over a good meal. I scooted my chair closer to our table and read some enticing items from the menu out loud. Don't worry, babe, first dinner's on me, and we're trying everything in here, I joked. All of these are going to have to be on you. I didn't ask to be here. Now you can imagine, in my mind, at that very moment, the whole room froze like a 90s sitcom as I stepped away from the table into a single spotlight in order to ask the TV audience if this guy really just said this shit. Wait, what? I said. I didn't ask to be here. I don't even know if this trip was really planned with me in mind, to be honest. It just seems like you're just here to take pictures. My mouth was catching flies at this point. A flash of anger shot through my spine. I balled both fists as warm tears of frustration filled my eyes then fell from my cheeks. How could this person think I was just here to take pictures? I spent hours researching, planning, for us. How could they? How dare they? I'll be the first to admit that communicating when angry isn't my strong suit. I retract and retreat like a tortoise to its shell if my partner isn't quick to stop me. My silence wasn't going to break. I wasn't going to break. We finished our first meal without speaking another word. Imagine a Jordan crying face juxtaposed on an Olympic power walker's body. That's what your girl looked like heading back to our villa. I trudged into the room and started unpacking my things. Cam followed, showing no signs of remorse for wielding words I hardly found forgivable. After unpacking, I irrationally shouted, I'll sleep on the couch an attempt to seem nonchalant and rebellious, words I regret to this day. Because Cam shrugged, unpacked his things in the bedroom, and took the bed without hesitation. And I don't know if it was the argument or my attitude, but the couch felt like I was sleeping on the dining room table. And this dude was snoring within 15 minutes. Welcome to paradise. Cam and I were in Puerto Rico for three days and didn't speak until the night before our departure. We went to the pool separately, the little island offshore separately, ate separately, drank separately. I still took pictures of things that inspired me and he got time to reflect on a beach during a trip he didn't even want to be on. The night we finally spoke, we yelled. 
It all started with me getting a bit too tipsy off house wine and sliding solo into that jacuzzi on the cliff. I looked up at the midnight sky, dense, dark, clear, littered with little light bulbs as far as the eye could see. I wish I could tell you at that very moment, I realized how stupid it was to remain angry at someone you love. That it struck me that we only have a finite amount of time on this earth, and that forgiveness made sense. It didn't. I looked up and thought, my sister and I would have had a great time on this trip. It's kind of a waste. An older couple, probably in their 50s, joined me, greeting me with that half smile of death. Shortly after, their 13-year-old flung their body into our oasis, and I decided the universe was telling me it was time to go. I stumbled back into our villa only to be greeted by an annoyed Cam. My liquid courage enabled no filter, and I cursed his name for ruining our trip. He cursed mine for being insensitive to his situation and being a piss-poor communicator. I was crying at that point, and selfishly, I wanted him to, too. So I dug deep into my pocket of insults and hurled three daggers of comparison straight at his chest. I wish you were more like... The look he gave me, I'll never forget. My heart sank to the pit of my stomach. He walked towards the door, then out of it. I sat in the villa consumed by regret, a full-bodied pain that tightens your chest and dries your throat. When we spoke the following morning, we didn't yell. We both apologized, packed our bags, gladly gave back the key to the villa, and made our way to the airport. We even ended up laughing. Actually, more than laughing, cracking up at how dumb this whole thing was. Everything about this trip was out of character for us. We kissed, shook our heads, and sat down as we waited to board our flight. Though the trip obviously didn't pan out the way we expected, I'm still thankful for it. And I'm thankful for him. The trip changed my perspective on quite a bit. Paradise won't fix your relationship or your problems, and true paradise lies in the peace that exists between you and your partner. The laughter, the random long conversations, the little moments that remind you that there's no other person you'd rather share this very second with. Shoot, the best part of the trip was making up on the way back. Paradise can't be found. It must be cultivated. A gesture that I thought would award me with nothing short of complete adoration and appreciation was decoded as a jab. A spectacle. <laughs> Insincere. I now understand that intentions are up for interpretation. Cam's interpretations could have been easily avoided had I communicated, had we communicated. And last but not least, there can be love in a relationship, but if your partner is not in a place where they love themselves, where they're proud of themselves, where they're uplifting themselves, rarely will they be able to do that for you, and vice versa. Sometimes they have to take care of themselves first for you, and sometimes you have to take care of yourself first, for them, and that's okay. I joined the two metal ends of my blue synthetic seatbelt and finally exhaled. You could hear the flight attendant's faint refrain of safety protocols in the background. Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Thank you so much for listening to episode one of Passing Through. 
If time is our most valuable resource, thank you for taking precious moments out of your day to listen to this. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. I'd love to know what you think. Passing Through episodes will drop every Sunday for season one. I appreciate y'all for listening, man.